You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Very obviously, we are living in the last moments before eternity. We live in a day where people call wrong right and right wrong. The Supreme Court, whether you're for it or not, they decided that Roe versus Wade should be in the state's control and it's illegal to kill a baby. But since that decision, there have been 94 attacks on churches and pro-life centers. There's been burnings, there's been trouble brewing across the country and they say, we're coming. You don't hear about that, do you? We live in a day where traditional marriage is called strange and we were defined marriage is about. We live in a day where we have a president said at three years of age, preschool, you ought to be learning about transgenderism. We're in trouble. Because soon the trump of God shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. You know, until the rapture, till I come, Jesus said, till the rapture, there's going to be a church. Because God said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of the hell shall not prevail against it. But it also makes it very clear that there's going to be apostasy, a falling away. Do you know when Miss Treatment and I began here 47 years ago, there are really a lot of churches, many, not even Baptist all churches, but many churches that you'd have gospel singing and hymns of the faith and a song like that, what used to be called America's Hymn in this valley. Oh, I tell you what, that, this is an oddball church nowadays in the valley. valley. I've watched this church pour their lives into young men. And then I've watched these young men go out and preach and they start right. And it's, it's my grief. I was in prayer last night and this morning. I, I've watched people err from the faith. This no also in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. By the way, in the last days, many, the Bible says, there'll be false prophets and false teachers coming into the assembly. And many shall follow 2 Peter 3. Many shall follow their pernicious ways. My Bible says in the book of Jude in verse number three and four, four that they're going to creep into our assemblies bringing new doctrines. Well, friends, I want to tell you, old-time old religion is scoffed. It's mocked. Preaching is mocked. Rock and roll is in. But I tell you what, thank God, as long as I'm alive, we're going to have old-time religion here. We're going to have preaching from the Word of God. We're going to have singing that you understand. We're not having a nightclub. We're not throwing away the pulpit. Thank God for old-time religion. I've not seen one clip. My wife's told me some things. I'd like to get the, the queen's funeral. I think it's today. I'd like to see it. My wife has repeatedly said, she sees things online. She goes, the dignity, the dress of these people. Nowadays, we have a funeral. People come in with T-shirts and blue jeans. By the way, if you're that way this morning, thank God you're in church. I'm glad for you. But there's got to be some place we have respect again. I watch them show up for weddings. It's like you're going to the football game right afterwards. 
I'm, I'm, you see, you look, you're old-fashioned, I know. And by the grace of God, if I die of a heart attack tonight and I'm on the other side tonight, you make sure you have a preacher. we got plenty in this church. You make sure you get a preacher that still wants preaching. Still wants gospel singers, still wants a choir. There's not what frontline singers and rock and roll people. There will be a church, but it will be a remnant. Because many, they, they like, the, preachers don't mind saying, we're against sin, but they just don't want to name what sin is. They have a hard time re- reading the Bible saying adultery is sin. That's what the Bible says. Throughout the Bible, I'll give you just one Galatians chapter 5 sins of the flesh is adultery. I want you to know today that there still will be a church. Secondly, satanic influence will be intensified in the last days. Until Jesus comes, Satan is going to be at work. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, has a roaring life, walketh about, seeking, seeking whom he may devour. He knoweth, the Bible says, that he hath a short time. He is soon going to be in a bottomless pit. He's going to be in the pit for 1,000 years, released for a season, try to deceive the nations one more time. But in these last days, the Bible tells us in the book of Peter that he is going to be loose and he is going to sway the minds of people. One way, the Bible says, Revelation 19, is through farming kia. It's a Greek word. It's the word sorcery, which means pharmacy, which means drugs. We live in a drug society. Our government gives drugs. San Francisco, they're giving needles. What an awful thing for a government that's supposed to protect life, bringing to the doorstep of people an opportunity to kill themselves. What a day we live in, devalued life. He said, well, I'm just wondering why so many kids there and so many people and so many young people are just shooting up people. You don't tell people for 50 years that babies are of no value and you can take your own life anytime you want without having consequences. And take the brains of, an, uh, 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 of a rocket scientist, figure that one out. There will be a church. There will be satanic influence. There, there'll, be, there'll, there'll be Israel returning. Isaiah, uh, other Joel tells us, Ezekiel, Israel will be coming back to their homeland. A regathering. And they're flooding back into Israel. Why? The Jews are going to be there. And that's where the world war Armageddon in the Valley of Megiddo, God's word tells us it's going to be there. With the nations of the world, Russia comes down, Egypt comes out. Uh, the 200, 200 million soldiers from China, which they now declare they have, are going to come in. And from the Mediterranean, they're coming. All one place. Napoleon said the greatest world war will ever be fought will be fought right here in the Valley of Megiddo. We're heading toward that day. Christians will be gone. Because God's going to take us out of this planet Earth. The church will be raptured, number four. Why? Because in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus will say, come up hither into heaven. And then in chapter 6, verse 19, the Bible says he will pour out his wrath upon earth. God, God, on earth. God never pours his wrath out on his people. He pours judgment out. He will not pour his wrath out. You read chapter 6 of the book of Revelation, 17 verses. The last one doesn't have begin the word and, but all seven, 16 other verses begin and, 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 and 16 times. Why? The word and means in addition to, to add it up more. So I say, 
That, you, have a, you have a beautiful hat on today, ladies. Uh, that's a, and that's a beautiful dress. And your children were so, and you're embellishing something. God is going to send 21 judgments on planet Earth. People will be slaughtered. Waters will turn to blood. It's going to be an awful time on planet Earth. Scorpions will come. It's an amazing thing what the Word of God's telling us. He said, how can a loving God do God tells us what's going to happen. How can a foolish man shake his hand, fist at God, and say, I don't want what you want me to have. I'm going to do it my way. You can go ahead and do it your way, but God tells you judgment's coming. And if you get saved in the tribulation, seven years of tribulation, and you won't. God's Word says you won't. Why? You've heard it here today. You've rejected it today. You will not get saved in the seven years of tribulation when you cannot buy or sell without the mark of the beast on your hand or forehead. So your little children will be hungry and your wife will be hungry. I'll go down to the store and they won't use credit cards. They'll have the mark of the beast. You don't have your chip. You don't have your mark. You can't buy or sell. Comes home, says, no food, they won't sell. The next day you go back, could you get me some food? My kids are starving. Is there some subsidy from government? No, there's not. Do you have the mark of the beast? No, see, you won't get saved because you reject it today. But there will be some that get saved in the tribulation. They'll be martyred. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Father, clothed with white robes and palms in the hand. Who are these? And whence came they? These are they that came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They will be martyred for Christ. But that won't be you because you're hearing today, you must be born again. Today I look at this word, Jesus is coming again, the rapture of the church. And today I want you to know in my message, just by way of introduction, when, when, he, when will he come? When you think not. I mean, did we get up this morning thinking maybe today my Lord will come for me? The offertory was just Jesus is coming again. Did we ever think about the fact that this may be our very last day to live? But if we're not careful, we become careless. We live in pleasure. We live in wantedness. We live doing our own agenda. The Bible says the time will come when they'll not endure sound doctrine, but also of their own selves, so they heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears and shall turn away from the truth. We live in that moment when God says, when God's people are turning away from the truth, because they want a different gospel. They want the ears to be tickled. That's what's going to happen. That, I've been rebuked by folks because I've been talking to you about the fact that there's over 380,000 churches in America and they're most closed tonight. Why are we in such a mess? Because of God's preachers like myself. We've done it. Because of God's people, they said, we'd like to have it this way. We'll pay not to have to come to church. That's why so many times on Sunday we do whatever we want to do and forget about the Lord, but on Monday we've got to go to work. Our priorities are wrong. As there were false prophets among the people, the Bible says there shall be false prophets among you. God said he spared not the old world but saved Noah. Why, God's wrath was going to be poured out on this planet Earth, and God said, Noah, 
built an ark, and he built that ark for over 100 years, and eight souls got into the ark, and others, I don't want to go in. I don't want to. They perished. There was a quorum for Lot's day. God was going to judge that city in judgment, and God said, if there's 10 righteous people, I will not, not destroy it. Sodom is still to this day blackened ash if you go there. Why? Because God destroyed it because of Sodom me. He said, I can't tolerate it. It's blasphemy to God that we redefine male and female, created he them. So much that we've got going on today is, so, so when would he come? When there's compromise and apostasy in the church. When will he come? When there's satanic activity. Uh, how will he come? For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God shall sound first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds. And wherefore shall we also be with the Lord? You may think you're going to go through the mid-tribulation, but I'm not going because that's not God. God has not appointed us to wrath. He's appointed us to grace. And then why? Why will he pour out his wrath? because of sin of this world. As in Noah's day, the world was filled with violence and corruption. He said, I can't tolerate it anymore. And he's going to turn the father to the son and say, son, go get my children. Because the tribulation's about ready to begin. Today, I want you to see this with me real briefly. In Titus chapter 2, because he's coming, would you and I look for him? Let's look for them. Let's get up tomorrow morning if the Lord tarries and, and say, maybe today my Lord's going to come for me. You imagine if it's today or tomorrow. Can you imagine if your husband, the Bible gives us illustration, Luke 24, you get, and Matthew 24, you re realize that if, if you're saved, sir, and your wife is lost, our lady, you're saved and your husband is lost. Do you realize that when the trump of God shall sound and the trump and the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ and we which are alive, you imagine what it must be like. The Bible says two sleep in the bed, one's taken, one left behind. You imagine waking up tomorrow morning and realize your mate is gone and you're here. Can you imagine the news reports Millions missing. They won't make much out of it. They'll excuse it quickly. Can you imagine being left in your home alone without Christ if your family's saved and you're lost? Some of you have family members that have been praying for days, for weeks, for months, for years that you come to God. Can you imagine not being saved? Oh, yes, Brother Treber, have you ever doubted your salvation? I have. I got saved in 1956. But you know what I found out after my salvation? I still could sin. It would torment me. I'd lay in bed as a young boy. I can remember praying, dear God, if I did not mean it that night, I mean it now. I prayed and prayed until I realized that God gave me eternal life. I've been 
adopted into the family. My name is recorded in the book of life. I'm saved. And though I don't feel like it sometimes, I don't go on my feelings. I go on fact. The Bible says, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You never move from feeling to experience. You always move from from fact, excuse me, from, from feeling to fact. You always move from fact to feeling. Ye shall know the truth. That's the fact. And the fact, the truth shall set you free. That's the feeling. Gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Buried in the deepest sea, yes, that's good enough for me. As far as the east is from the west, so how far is he hidden our transgressions from us? I want you to know that tonight, today, look for him. Titus says, looking, looking for that blessed hope. You ever watch the world, how they walk around? Just watch them. Or nowadays like this. They're looking down. God says, child of God, looking for that blessed hope. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, but it's going to be soon. And he's coming again. Get up tomorrow morning and say, is it today, Lord? My prayer life, I try to offer every day, Lord, if I live, if I die, or if I'm raptured, I want to be living for you today. Looking for Jesus to come again. We'd sing in high school, just a little longer, and the trump of God shall sound. Just a little longer, and we'll all be glory bound. Look away to Jesus, your redemption draweth nigh. Just a little longer, we're going to meet him in the sky, looking and for and hastening for the coming day of Christ, Peter says. Keep yourself in the love of God, Jude says, looking for the mercy of Jesus Christ our Lord. Second Peter says, look, we nevertheless, according to his promise, we look for the new heavens and a new earth. I want you to know today, I'm going to try to challenge us to look for him this week. Keep your eyes upon the eastern sky. Lift up your head, your redemption draweth nigh. Let's not only look for him, this week, let's live for him. I'll live for Jesus. I went to camp in 1959. It may have been 1960. I still have the little book. And that little booklet has this song. I'll live for Jesus day after day. I'll live for Jesus. Let come what may the Holy Spirit I will obey, and I'm going to live for Jesus day after this week. Let's just live for him. Don't, don't, don't live for yourself. That's the way you argue with your mate. Don't live for yourself. That's the way you hurt your children. Don't live for yourself. That's how you hurt your parents. Uh, don't live for yourself, and we live in a selfie society. It's all about me. Here's what I am. Here's what I'm doing. How about living for him? There's a song, it's an old song like that one Brother Brandon just sang, living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him in all that I do. I want to live for him. And it's going to show up how I live for people. If I'm unkind to that dear lady, if I'm short and irritated with that young lady, if I'm upset with people on the journey of life, it's just a reflection of me. And I find so often old Jack raises his ugly head and it's about Jack. And I have to get right with God because it's not about Jack, it's about Jesus. Live for him. 
Look for him. I like to say we are begging people in these days, could, could you please come to church? Please, 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 please come. We don't have to beg people when they want to live for Jesus. We're going to look for Jesus. We're going to live for Jesus. And lastly, and I'll close, we're going to long for him. I sing that song often. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory. Cares all past. Home at last. I, I was knowing I for some time going to preach this message. But I've been singing songs. I, I'm not a good singer and I won't sing anymore. But I, I've been singing songs all the last week or two in my car and in this office and study. Songs like, I can almost hear trumpets. Songs like, getting ready today, moving out tomorrow. Songs like, just a little longer, oh, that will be glory for me. When by his grace I shall look on his face, that will be glory. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Let's look for him. Let's look for him. Our conversation is not in, or on earth but in heaven looking for him. Philippians tells me. Let's look for him today. Let's look for him this way. Let's live for him. And let's long for him. For the king is coming. You'll not find the church in chapter 6 through 19 in the book of Revelation. Why? We're gone. We're in heaven. All this is taking place down here. But we're in heaven for the marriage supper of the Lamb and for the judgment seat of Christ where we receive those things done in the body. Why? Because there are five crowns to be won and the goal is to cast them at the feet of Jesus. 1902, Queen Victoria heard a preacher preach, he's coming again. And she told her subjects, Queen Victoria, please pray that Jesus comes in my lifetime. I would like to take my crown and cast it at his feet. A few days ago, Queen Elizabeth died. Right a few days before her death, she quoted what Queen Victoria said in 1902. Just days before her death, she said, I would love to take my crown and cast it at his feet, for he is worthy. I don't know if she was saved or not. I sure hope she was. I know she lived a good life. I know she lived a life for people. I know that all of her family broke her heart. But she stayed true. And she just, from what I can tell, handled that position with such grace for 70 years. But I want you to know, she felt like she should live for her people, her subjects. But she realized that she too was a subject. Underneath the almighty hand of an almighty God. In a moment we have prayer. He's coming again. Well, I don't think I'll come back to this church. I don't, I don't, well, it, it, it's Bible. Jesus said, I'm coming again. Don't be troubled, I'm coming again. I'm not worried about the coming again. It brings me peace. It brings me joy. 
It brings me sorrow to think that for seven years people are going to live through the tribulation. The Bible says then we're going to come back and reign and live with Jesus for 1,000 years. You're looking at the new mayor of Santa Clara, California. 1,000 years. And then Satan will be loose for a season to deceive one more time. And then he'll be cast into the lake of fire for one long eternal night. Don't miss heaven. I wonder if I were to ask you, in a moment when our heads are bowed, I will ask you, are you saved? I have a birth date. It's August the 28th, 1997. Well, I got most of the numbers right. 1897. I have a birth date. But I have a birth date where I was born again, John 3, 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. No, you may not even be a Baptist. You don't have to be a Baptist to go to heaven. I mean, might as well go first class. Oh, you don't have to be a Baptist to go to heaven. You have to be born again. Are you? A crowd this size, I'll guarantee it. A great crowd. Good people. I mean, you got out of bed and got ready on a Sunday morning to go to church. I know I'm speaking to a great crowd, but not everybody's saved. So I'm a member of North Valley Baptist Church. Yes, but are you saved? Are you a member of God's family? Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Our Father, this morning, I thank you for the people of God here, our guests, our visitors. What a wonderful church. What a wonderful people. And God, we are so close to the coming again of Jesus Christ. We see as the Bible declares there'll be control of government on every part of society. And government is controlling the world, we just came through a two-year stint where all the world was governed by government, not by God. We see it. We hear it. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.